0: Hunters and welcome to the Hunters Hub, a general gaming podcast uh, born out of the Monster Hunter community. T- uh, tonight talking to you is Fortwan, joined by co host Haru. How are you doing?
1: I'm just excited to talk about the games Nintendo won't make and the games Nintendo won't stop making. Not in that order.
0: Sure. <laughs> and uh, uh, co host Morg Daddy.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Alrighty. Sorry, I just um, didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, so, uh, thank you, uh, I almost said Ninja. Wow. I don't know Ninja. <laughs> uh, Wolfie Mellon for, uh, we were talking about Shed Ninja. <laughs> thank you, Wolfie Mellon, for uh, the music for our podcast. Um, so, we're going to be talking about Pokemon today. Uh, that's probably going to be the majority of the podcast. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about what horror uh, has been playing, which is Jedi Fallen Order um i think we've all mostly just been playing monster hunter uh iceborne um i don't think there was a lot new to say after the resident evil event we all kind of did it we talked about it last week mm-hmm. um i know MORG, you said you finally got tofu yep um, i finally got it oh my gosh it's so ridiculous it uh. yeah it is a bit ridiculous and it, i forget that it talks sometimes i'm like what the what is what is that noise um yeah. I've basically devolved into just crown hunting anymore and some treasure hunting. I've completed two maps. And then I think after that, uh treasure hunting and crown hunting, like the only thing left I have is some of the feline pictures, and I'm even done with some of the maps on those, so it's getting there. The platinum is coming. And mm-hmm. we have purchased Borderlands three and we will start it as soon as we're sick of Monster Hunter. So yeah. Um yeah, so Pokemon Sword and Shield, as Haru calls it, the lie, <laughs> or the big, or the big controversy around Sword and Shield. Um, so, as a quick summarization, and I'm sure a lot of listeners already know about this issue, or if you don't, basically, um, there's been a lot of information leading up to Pokemon Sword and Shield's release that has been. Um, not favorable for the Pokemon company especially based on what they've said and what has been looked at and found out and and yada yada um so basic the the gist of the story is um the the thing that sort of started the torrential downpour of of hate is um the fact that they announced that the national pokedex is not a thing in sword, shield, sword and shield uh what is in the game is what's in the game uh you can't trade from outside games they're sort of making a fresh start um having played the game uh fresh start is a generous word for it they're still relying on a lot of older pokemon in this game um which i find really baffling i've like if they were going to cut out the national decks they should have just created their own unique 150 again or 200 or whatever amount of pokemon they needed to and just cut ties entirely and not just done this half-assed thing. From what but,
1: I've heard, tangentially, that they are sort of, um... pretty short of 150 new Pokémon. I'm not sure if that counts for oh, yeah. Galarian forms or whatever, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah kind of like the Alohan in- forms. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of the Galarian forms. I do... I, I uh, See, I'm not very far in the game. I'm, I've only made it... Uh, to the area before the first Gym City, that's where I'm at. So like, I'm just running around trying to level up uh, my bug stuff. And but I'll I'll get to that. Um, you know, we talk about the game itself more. More so, we're gonna focus on um, the fallout or what, whatever you want to call that before the game released. Um, so like I said, the National Pokedex is not a thing. Uh, a lot of people were upset about that. Um, it's been kind of split um, Haru how how did you feel about that Morgan and I are on the same team here we've talked about this a couple times where we don't really care when we don't have the national decks uh, how do you how do you feel about that
1: um, I mean I don't really like I obviously they don't can't have a thousand Pokemon in every game eventually the mm-hmm. problem is that in trying to justify this um, uh,
0: well, yeah, this. I mean, I was going to get to that, but, like, just the fact that itself, that there was no national decks, does that bother you or not?
1: Uh, I mean, it wouldn't bother me if the new Pokemon looked good or were interesting to look at and not just sheep and squirrels and birds from the real world.
0: Ooh, well, that's I mean, rough. Okay, um, let me put this out there. It is supposed to be, like, the Great Britain thing, uh, and that is a lot what's in Great Britain. <laughs>
1: Sure but like you know that out there. There's this thing called creativity that Game Freak can use Sure If they you know No uh, yeah
0: no maybe I don't disagree there.
1: To that company Jesus Christ <laughs>
2: well, I mean, uh, creativity, I mean, that that's an interesting word. I mean, like, anybody who's remembered anything from the first gen, I mean, like, Diglett evolving into Dugtrio, that's just three of them. Magnemite evolving into Magneton, that's just three of them. Uh, Voltorb is just a Pokeball, and it's a Voltorb Electrode. It's just you know, the first game an upside-down version game the of world. that. But, I mean, I, I don't think that creativity has really ever been, like, such a... Th- how do I word this without, you know, everybody coming at me with their torches and pitchforks? I don't think that Game Freak really can be criticized for creativity because, I mean, like, everything that they've done, like, like like the first gen, everybody seemed to be able to accept a lot of the Pokemon that were in it, even though a lot mm-hmm. of them were pretty very basic in their design, like Grimer and Muck just being piles of sludge. sludge. And then, yeah. like... I don't know. Like it, it, it. It's it's a funny thing when um, people criticize about like you know the lack of uh, creativity and detail in a lot of the creatures that they make. Even though there's a lot of them that have been around that people were okay with that have been really basic. With unicorn with the goldfish. Um, pff, yeah, I mean like <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> you know, goldfish with unicorn horns. I mean. Yeah. Uh, i don't and, know it it's just a funny so, thing
0: so let let me let me just lay this down here as a counterpoint um how creative was to come up with that original concept in like 96 or whatever that was right yeah yeah that exactly. was that was a lot of creativity in a different way as far as monster design goes I kind I kind of agree with you and I kind of don't, right? So a lot of things are reminiscent of real world animals. Um, or real world things, right? But like but with that the anime is anime
1: filter on them. Very Yeah, much and so. that's true,
0: yeah. It's very much a cartoony, you know, anime looking looking aesthetic that Pokemon has always had. But um inspiration has come from a lot of different things. So where some people say, well that's not very creative. To make a chandelier into a Pokemon, I think it's the most fucking creative thing I've seen in a video game. Sometimes <laughs> because like, I so I agreed with people on a surface level until I saw Chandelier in Pokken. right? Like mm-hmm. I was like, how do you make a chandelier? Oh, you that's how. Oh, oh, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> so like, I'm not saying that that because it, it's very subjective, on the idea of creativity itself is subjective because you could be like, Oh, that's not very creative. I see where that inspiration came from. And on the other side, someone could be like, Oh wow. You got that from that. That's amazing. I'd love to know how your brain works. Like, you know what I mean? So like a lot of Pokemon is based off of real world things, including, you know, furniture, which is what they get the most flack for. Right. (laughs) It's like, you know, like, Furniture or things or garbage or yeah, <laughs> or literal garbage. Of, yeah, literal garbage, trubbish, uh, um, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and as a kid, um, I found it fascinating, right? And I was a little disappointed sometimes with the designs and that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like the humanoid-looking Pokemon, uh, like like the Machops and Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. The sort of, like, A, or Jinx, or, you know, those kind of things. Like, I, I've never really liked them because, like, to me, they're uninteresting, right? But a lot of people, so not a lot, but, you know, like, some people like those designs. And it's all just subjective. Uh, to, well, to here's a the
1: thing. It's not a subjective of, statement to say monster hunters, monster designs are more complicated and more involved than Pokemons. Because, obviously, there's less and, of them. They're, they have to spend more time. And more uh, to what you were saying, we were having conversations just this week of things that literally I, a person who spent over a thousand hours playing Monster Hunter World, have yeah. I have just noticed about ox design and like the imagery that mm-hmm. goes around it. Like yeah, right, yeah, the, the sort verse, of yeah. the
0: twist on the classic dragon. Yeah, and that's a great way to look at it, um, especially. I did like the whole bit about, uh, so how does Smog breathe underneath those coins? Uh, yeah, so it's like, not... to summarize
1: yeah. it, like, Balzac, <laughs> when you first see him, he's on that big hill of corpses in this area, and he's, like, sleeping under under a pile of bodies of Gyros, and that is sort of a twist, a, a perverted twist on the sort of dragon on a hoard of gold trope um, from archetypal, fan- archetypal fantasy.
0: Right. Um,. And it, yeah, um, yeah, it's a it was a good point and I didn't think about it myself to, but to me I see a lot of you know like being big into D&D and that kind of stuff. It's like, "Oh yeah, it's a dragon." <laughs> like so I don't I you know, I don't really oh yeah, that was a pretty cool like I just see a dragon, you know what I mean? It kind of slips under my radar. Mm-hmm, um, right. The uh, th- what I was getting at is I agree with you entirely with the whole Monster Hunter puts more care into its monster design than Pokemon. And that is sort of what kind of turned me off of Pokemon all those years ago. Um, if Pokemon had kept up with the monster design that I sort of fell in love with, with Generation 1, and I am not didn't fall in love with all the all of the Pokemon, but I love Bulbasaur, I love Ivysaur, and I love Vitasaur. I think Ivysaur is my favorite out of them. Like, I loved Charmander through Charmander. Squirtle, War Turtle, but I don't really understand the whole Ares wings for ears with War Turtle. That always weirded me out. But <laughs> I Squirtle's guess because of war.
1: kind of cutting it close, but at least with Bulbasaur, you kind of see how some of the Pokemon designs it, are more than just animal plus anime filter equals Pokemon.
0: Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it was like a, a blossoming bud that turned into a flower. Like this dinosaur and, and it creature? Was,
1: it like, it like yeah. fit in a weird way
0: yeah and like so there there were some certain creative designs um you know in those earlier days and it was really cool to get the, the some of the stuff in gold and silver um but i sort of like fell off of i was obsessed and i, I mean like obsessed with pokemon but i was a kid right like I, that was like it was like fifth grade when i started playing the first pokemon and i, I became i just fell in love with it and i played it all through sixth grade and and seventh grade, and I kind of fell off, right? Because you find new games, you find other things. But my next obsession, for the very reason that we're talking about, because of monster design, was Monster Hunter, and that's still been like a thing since 2004. Like, like that's been like my game, like number one, top of my list. And it used to be Pokemon, and Monster Hunter entirely supplanted it for the same reasons I love Pokemon
1: was mm-hmm. the monster
0: design. So I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just saying. There are creative things even now still in in Pokemon. There are some creative things I like about Sword and Shield. But the problem is that they have a bad PR problem right now. A really bad PR problem. And I think <laughs> the thing the biggest thing that caused this is them just not like either cutting ties or just I don't know. I don't know if they actually lied about this stuff because I don't I'm on the fence, right? But it looks like they lied. There's no there's no doubt that it looks like they lied about this stuff. I mean, they and said And we're talking about. They made a
1: statement that contradicted reality. So, yeah, it's probably a lie. I don't In agree with people's...
0: Uh, I don't agree with a people's assessment that that is the reality. I don't... Because they're not... You can't just look at something sometimes and just say, Okay, that's so we're that. talking around
1: it. So, let me just... Uh, no, no,
0: no. Yeah, and I was going to get to it. Basically, so because of... You know, we don't have the national decks. And their excuse was, well, we have to rebuild all the models. So we can't obviously do that for every Pokemon, right? Um, I think it was a bad thing to say this. Uh, Whether it was true or not, I think it was bad to go on to the technical side when they get railed on for their technical stuff all the time. They've been railed on it for the past 10 years. Like, hey, you can't do 3D and everyone else can, and hey, like you can't do this, and everyone else can. Why not? And they're like, well, that's not our kind of game, which would be a valid answer if they weren't also trying to do that kind of stuff and failing in a lot of people's eyes. Um, so, so essentially, what happened was is there was a leak. Someone pulled models uh, out of data, uh, supposedly for Sword and Shield, that exactly match the models of what was it, Sun and Moon. Or
1: uh, well, I mean, it would have been X and Y, and then I assume yeah. the models they had were Sun and Moon.
2: Yeah, okay. it would have been X and Y for sure, because that's when they um, expanded from like the, the animated 2D models from black and white era into the 3D models that we have right now. So, yeah, it would have been X yeah.
1: and Y. Okay, so... The problem is, they said uh, Shigeru Mori when he was talking to Himitsu... He said, yeah. "Literally, we are remaking the models from scratch to move to Nintendo Switch. That is a no black and white statement. I mean, that is an all black and white statement. There's a no from scratch means That's... a thing,
0: right? And she so started on a blank we...
1: page in the model app in the model program and, and started drawing and these and these wireframe models that are that are from the game line up exactly with with the 3ds ones,
0: right? And that um they do." Uh, when you look at that that leak, right? And, yeah, you can see that kind of stuff. Um, and that's bad. That's super bad PR, whether that's true or not, right? <laughs> like, it has turned out to be really bad for them. If so, like, there's not only just been a backlash, you know, like, even uh, more so than, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the whole Blizzard thing we talked about for the past couple weeks, right? This, this is...
1: Yeah, it probably is not, bigger than the Blizzard.
0: <laughs> it, it is, even though it's far less uh, important socially.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's but, it's it's different. It's like a game thing versus a um, real-life right, thing. Right,
0: but it, isn't it strange that it's got more heat and attention? Well, like, it's because Pokemon is to... bigger
1: than Blizzard. They're just like a PC game company, mostly.
0: Right, that's just yeah. in, uh, in
1: America, that's kind of small. Well, I guess not in America.
0: Anyway. Although, um... They didn't have Congress writing to Blizzard or to to the Pokemon company yet, <laughs> or Nintendo of America. But oh uh, yeah, that petition for uh, for Donald Trump to like no deny, no no like, other way around. Of... Congress oh. got together in the Blizzard situation to ask Blizzard to reduce the sentence, um, which was after the fact, after they'd already done it. Would seem a little weird, but hey, that's politics, you know.
1: I mean, there's petitions Do- for everything that's popular. Ironically the blizzard thing is one of the instances in which a petition would be a valid response to a game thing.
0: Um, I true. did, yeah. I did
2: see the petition though for, um, for people saying like, you know, Hey, we, we don't want, um, Pokemon sword and shield coming into the U S and they actually, there was like thousands of people actually have having signed this petition. 10,
0: to- 10,000 signatures that, and that, and that, that was supposed to go to trump. I don't know if it actually went to trump. I don't know if trump would give a fuck. Yeah, like, like I don't he, like he would care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I don't he might. He's like he's like the most chaos inducing president I've ever seen. He might care or he might just tweet about it. was born knows? in like
1: the 40s. There's no fucking way.
0: <laughs> just picture him with a switch just be like, "What what do you? Mean?
2: No national. You know what? No. It's not making it across border. No. It's trash. Yeah,
0: and- Scrap it. And I want to clarify, And when I'm talking about the Blizzard petition, I'm not talking about a petition that a bunch of people signed against Blizzard. It was a petition, bipartisan agreement in Congress, signed by like multiple head people in Congress, asking Blizzard to reduce a sentence. That's how so bad Blizzard did
1: was. You got the Democrats and Republicans to agree on something.
0: Yes, uh, I just wanted to clarify that because that got I felt like that that kind of got muddied along with the we're talking about the down up instead of a top down petition. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, so like the uh, the the petition is ridiculous, right? Like regardless of how egregious or serious them lying is, they're not going to stop it with a petition. You, I mean, you just have to not buy it. You know what I mean? If you really feel that bad about the models, just don't buy the game. And make it known why you're not buying it. You know, go on Twitter and Facebook and all the, the socials, as people say, and say, hey, I don't like this. And that's what a lot of people have been doing. And that and that's good in that sense. However, my big hang-up with this leak is, like, there's a couple things that don't sit right with me with it. So, like, one of the things is they show the models for Bulbasaur, right? Bubblesore is 100% confirmed, not in Sword and Shield. So, like, why is that in the data for the models for that? And it, it brings up, and it's not, like, the only point of contention in my brain. It's just like, okay, so how did he get these leaks? So I'm not, I'm seeing a lot of people say, oh, man, here's the evidence right here, but, like, we don't know where that evidence came from, right? He said, oh, I, I got the leaks from downloading the game and, you know, cracked it and stuff. So but the, he's not really showing the evidence that he did that? I mean you know it doesn't I mean? matter. Like,
1: the game's out now and you can look at Charizard and this and look at Charizard and X and Y and it's like, oh that's the same Charizard.
0: But I mean it's always the same Charizard, just better graphics, and it might be it's just we might be at the point where it just looks like it's up I'm not gonna say that like, hey, this is what happened. I'm just saying like I think we should question it. At least a little bit, right? Well, this
1: isn't depending on on, on like, both loops. ends. I'm saying the game's out there. It's not like some the leaks like edited the game code to make these Pokemon look like because they they wanted to fabricate a controversy.
0: It, it, it's just the game make, is this way. But how do you make Charizard look any differently than he did? You make next a new time?
1: model and you make it in higher detail. You draw scales on it. You draw little fibers on the wings. You make the fire uh, look like it's not a three D S. But...
2: Well but the thing is is that would be more oriented towards Pokemon like texturing. That. that would be that would be um not so much like um the actual um the like the wireframing like the the three D model itself. It, that would be in in like the department of like texture, lighting and coloring. That that would be more of their forte to be doing that. But I mean Right.
0: So I'm not saying that Haru, you know, like it's completely false or it's completely true. I'm just saying a lot of people aren't really thinking for themselves in this kind of thing. It's been a very black and white like they lied or they didn't, right? There's not like a lot of d- diving into like okay, so how valid is this leak? Or and and I I you know, I'm not a game developer kind of. All right, I've worked on a game. I'm not but I'm not working on games like that in that studio or or anything like that. I'm working on a stupid little 2D game with some tutorials. Like like I am not an expert on this and I, 99% of the people chiming in on this are not either. Um even the person who pulls down the leak is not even an expert in what he's talking about. So like it's hard to really pin down what's the real truth here and it's weird and i'm not trying to defend the pokemon company because they don't need defending right but i find it really this this reaction extremely overblown um and i'm not saying hey just lay down and you know take it if you don't like it no don't, do go out there don't ask and questions save.
1: just get excited for new products and and buy the new product, whatever that quote was I mean that's what they would want
0: you to do, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying like maybe just you know also look into it yourself if you actually feel that way.
1: Yeah, use your own eyes. Look at the game. Look at X, Y. There, there it is. I
0: cannot. I will not endorse that because (laughs) no, no, literally ninety-nine point nine percent of people will not look, cannot, do not have the expertise or ability to look at a model and look at another model. In game running and say, hey, that's a different. No, model no. Here's the thing, French right? Run, on top of it's,
1: it doesn't matter because if they created the new models from scratch and they look the exact same as the three D as the three D S models, that's bad in a different way. This is a new co- new handheld like generation, current gen handhelds. If the Pokemon company can't make models that look different than what runs on the 3DS, a three D S, that's another problem. <laughs> so literally, it doesn't matter if they like did this like high wire act to recreate the exact same models on a different console, which, why would you have to do that? The engine's clearly, like, not that much Mm. changed. Like, the the textures and low distances and Um, environments are very similar to the 3DS games, for the most part.
0: (sighs) No. No, Honestly, no, they're not. And there's a big difference there, because a lot of people are just seeing in the surface level of what the game is. In my limited time of playing... There's a lot different. The battle system is very similar. I could see that, but the the overworld and all that kind of stuff, no way. Right, but sure, Um, the towns
1: look roughly approximate to something you'd find in Sun and Moon. Like they're just streets. And the the, the the perspective, it's
0: a it's a fully 3D game now. It's not a isometric faked 3D. It's not a you're walking on a grid 3D. No, they're they they made that change in Sun and Moon. You're you're not in the grid
1: in Sun and Moon either.
0: I mean, technically, all games are on a grid, but but like, um, then why are you talking? like <laughs> okay. Well, no, well, I'm saying they made a the lot of changes is to a, the camera perspective
1: in Sun and Moon, whereas oh, no, X Y yes, yes. was more of a creation of a top down in a 3D engine.
0: You okay? Let's put it this way: you can fully turn the camera in all directions in this game where you couldn't do that in sun and moon. Yeah. You just, still had that, that sort of fixing ca- fixed camera angle of your, you're following your character and it may move to make it a little more cinematic, bring up closer to you. I mean, they even did that in what Gold and silver when you were crossing a bridge, it come up behind you a little bit. Um Yeah. Um, th- they did that kind of stuff in sun and moon. What they're doing in sword and shield is entirely different. You yeah. like, you will actually have to do, like some 3D puzzles and I already found like and I'm not very far in the game and it's very easy to see like once you go in some of these areas you can t- t- turn your camera all the way around they like hide objects inside of things because you can't see it with the right camera angle you actually have to move the camera and say oh okay there it is of course you could have just ran up to it and pressed a to get the item if you knew it was there but like you'd be able to see it if you actually moved your camera and it can go all directions and do all this kind of stuff and like it's not the same. It's not the same engine. Like, the Sun and Moon stuff didn't do this. Um, like, I played Sun and Moon, you know, I won't say extensively, but to its, you know, logical completion, the Elite Four. Or, you know, the equivalent of, in that game. Right? And I've done that with every Pokemon game. And yes, they are extremely similar. And it looked like X and Y when we got Sun and Moon. And they always add these stupid mechanics that I don't really care. Z moves or. Megamorphs or whatever you want to call them now, like I, I, they're they're not interesting and I don't care. It's like it's like Endgame Monster Hunter. Like I just don't care. Like just I'd rather them not do that. Although I'm okay with Tempereds, so they're fine. But anyway, well,
1: they're just on a on a base level. Um, there are animations mm-hmm. from Sun and Moon in the old games that are on in this new game, the exact same animation for the exact same Pokemon for the same models. So there's something that they're taking from the old things and bringing to the new things, which would imply that Omori's statement is a lie. And even like apart from all this, like a lie, this and the other thing, Pokemon is worth so much money. They should be better. The games shouldn't just be like like very low level switch titles, graphically or like in terms of level design. Like they should just Um... do a better job and like raise the bar like other games are expected to when you ch- raise the price and you jump to a new console generation.
0: So, okay, so a couple things about that. Uh, the, what you're talking about, they should just do better with the amount of resources they have to put in it. I don't disagree with you there. Um, I do think they have the resources to do it. Uh, however, there's also a thing about comfort. Um, having worked in the business world... Uh, you know, for a little bit of years. And this is just, you know, uh, this is just analogous to me and my experience. Obviously, this isn't like, to, to, you know, like this isn't the whole world. It, this is like just anecdotal. Uh, a lot of times when something works, a business doesn't like to change it. And they don't like to because like, hey, this is safe and we're going to keep making money. Of <laughs> course. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah. And, and to change up things too much can cause you know, risk and that kind of stuff. And the unfortunate thing for video games is that companies have a hard time striking that balance. Either they change too much, or they change too little, or sometimes they change all the wrong things. Uh, look at Mass Effect. <laughs> look at um, well, what was that? Mass Effect changed did,
1: developers. So that's an entirely different. No, situation. but
0: this is yeah. this is ubiquitous across all developers, right? A lot of them have this problem of. Balancing new and old, right? You know, Mario gets slammed for doing the same thing every time in the 2D Marios. <laughs> totally valid, especially, you know, in the, 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 as far as the 2D Marios go lately. Ever since New Super Mario Bros. Like, what's been new aside from... Well, aside from Mario Maker. On well, this... Um, uh, and even Mario Maker is making a- using assets of older things specifically to create two- new levels. But, like... I, so, like, on that point, like, I don't feel that the Pokemon company has a lot of incentive to change what they're doing drastically. They always just add these stupid gimmicks that most people don't care about. I don't know of anyone, um, you know, personally or I've t- have seen online that has been in any way excited for making your Pokemon gigantic.
1: Like, Inflating the 3S model. Right. Bigger and bigger and bigger. Getting a bigger. bicycle
0: pump doing the jigglypuff like, super smash ball like okay
1: <laughs> the, the the actual Gigantamax forms where they actually change shape like a mega evolution and have the new like z-move animations that's fair like that's cool but yeah
0: and of course charizard has one so but just
1: inflating that. your like uh Lillipup or whatever is just kind of silly
0: yeah no yeah i i agree i agree with that um and the other point of that is, you know, we talk about reusing animations and that kind of stuff. But, like, that all doesn't tie to, you know, what people have been talking about as models. Because you animate a model and you can use scripts and that kind of stuff. And they ported it over scripts or whatnot. And, yeah, it makes it look like they use the same model still. I don't know if they use the same model or not. And, like, the biggest part of this to me is, like... It doesn't look good. They shouldn't have said what they said. Either way, they should have just said, hey, and just focused on the facts. But what they get caught up in, they get caught up in a little bit of their pride. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is going to be new and improved, and we're going to make it better, and here's how we're making it better. And they go into a little bit too more de- too much detail, and it gets them in trouble. Right? And because there's certain things that marketing people can say and there's certain things that marketing people do say (laughs) you get what I'm saying like there's certain things that get said that shouldn't have been said because what they're trying to do is sell Shigeru Omori is
1: the director of Pokemon Sword and Shield he's not a marketing individual at all
0: I understand that right but he's (laughs) also not the person coding the stuff either I I think he
1: should be familiar as the director of the game
0: ah you'd be surprised Project management, um, upper-level management, they have an idea on a high level of what a project is. And it, and that, again, I'm not in that industry to know, but having worked in the software industry, I would not trust any director that was two levels above me to know the fuck what I was talking about when I was talking about what I was working on.
1: I right? mean, fine, I had... but that's incompetence. <laughs> like, to, to, in, specifically in video games... To be able to like accurately like represent and plan out the the sort of like the resources that are required, the actual length of development that's required for something, you need to know if you're creating a whole new like ground up game or if you're just migrating like old assets and old code to build this so, sequel. Like, because that's a huge that's a huge difference in development. That's not. Uh,
0: not yes, but that but that problem happens constantly how many times do we see delays how many times do we see crunch time how many times do we see you know just outright bugs because they shoved it out the door you know what i mean like all of these problems are caused by people just not knowing what's ready when right um did uh do you got we follow did we talk about uh a little bit about um um yeah we did uh what what is the name of that the the, the fungus zombies sorry um, infected from last, the last of, us? of us yes or Descent. so the last of us 2 there's there's a good way to say like w- the situation I'm talking about here right cuz the the last of us 2 was announced for a certain date at that big reveal right uh the, the was the PlayStation Experience they were like hey there's this date and one month later they delayed it um Like, there was talks about how the developers were like, okay, I guess we're releasing now because the developers didn't know the release date. Until it was announced to the public of what, you know, like, what that was. And I'm not saying, like, yes, this is Pokemon and this is how Pokemon do it, does it. But I'm saying there's a lot of this in the game industry that the people just don't talk to each other about things because they're all trying to do their own jobs and it's called silo siloing in the software world you kind of get locked up in your own deadlines and your own kind of thing and there's not a lot of communication which communication is key to any relationship business or personal
1: especially <laughs> like, when where a team is depend and meeting a goal on time is very crucial to sort of right. sales and everything but Yeah, problem, and, and so... I mean, a big problem inherent to all this, so we're talking about this work schedule and blah, 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 is yeah. Last of Us can be delayed. And Sony can just... It's fine. They just allow it. It's They, they don't have to right. release one every year or else the, the sky falls out. Um, when it's ready. With Pokemon, <laughs> they have to release one every year or else... Um, I think they took a year break before Sun and Moon, I and mean, that game turned out pretty. They did t- had a pretty big difference from all the previous Pokemon games. I thought it but, did, but um, just with with annualized franchises, Activision has three different studios for every like th- three year development cycle. Call of Duty, Monster Hunter has two different yeah. studios, and usually they just do expansions for most years um, of the annualization right.
0: or. Or even side games, like Stories or something like that.
1: Uh, the Pokemon Company has Game Freak, and Game Freak has not undergone any meaningful staffing up uh, nope. for this annualized series. And that's why it's underperforming nope, compared to every other video game.
0: And I don't disagree with you there. At all. Um, <laughs> they, like, the rate right in which they have cranked out Pokemon this whole time is just astounding, but at the same time, it has caused a lot of slow change, very slow change. Um, but again, you know, back to my original thing, I personally do not know if I believe those leaks or not. I'm not saying they are fake. I'm not saying they are real. I just don't know. And there's things that tell me that they aren't real, but then there's things that like, well, yeah, Charizard looks like Charizard next and why? That I'm like, yeah, it probably is. Or you know, I don't know. I'm honestly just on the fence on this one um about like where where this lies and my biggest issue with what's ever being said is most people don't have the expertise to even make heads of tails of what's going on but most people are acting like they do that's it. <laughs> Morg, what do you feel? You've been kind of quiet.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry. I had to wait like 10 minutes before I could like make my piece. But um, yeah, um, I, I hate to say it, but I have to agree. Unfortunately, Game Freak, um, it seems like because they have to keep spitting out games constantly year after year after year, um, it it just seems like they're just so overloaded with, and I use in air quotes, work that they don't mm-hmm. really have a lot of opportunities to be able to really make any decent changes. I mean, there are a lot of relevant changes that, you know, were made to um, Sword and Shield that I've actually seen that, you know, they it, it it's definitely a step up from, you know, initial games. Like, having looked at um, uh, games like X and Y, having played... Um, um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which is basically mm-hmm. just a port of X and Y with a few more mega evolutions, but basically yeah. just the same formula in third oh, gen. Not... Um,
0: I but, just completely yeah. skipped that one,
2: Omega uh, Ruby and Sapphire. That one, like that, that one was a really good one because there was a lot more customization with your Pokemon and you could make them a lot more competitively viable. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I skipped out on Sun and Moon because I. I just did not feel the vibe of the Alolan forms or anything like that, and it just kind of felt like everything was just kind of reskinned. And um, I don't know, there was there was a lot of friction uh, with what was going on at the time. But I had no problem with uh, going back and playing. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee because it was um, like <clears throat> combining the concepts of the Pokemon Go phone game with yeah. the Switch and like what the Switch was is capable of doing. That. That felt like it was like a reinvent uh, reinvention of the game, for that time. I mean, yeah, granted, it was a simpler version of it, and uh, playing
0: off a of Gen One nostalgia for sure.
2: Yeah, which still was yeah. lucrative. One hundred percent. I'm not gonna lie, I was hooked because it was Gen One. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, like, but what I've seen so far of Sword and Shield, a lot of the changes that they're making are good, and um, like whether they actually lied or not. It is going to be an issue for them as new consoles are going to be making the scene and then new software Mm. is going to be brought into the scene and then they're going to have to worry about thousands of assets and they're going to have to look at the big picture and say, whoa, we are not going to be able to recreate all these different models for the new games that are coming down the line as we continue to add 100 Pokemon with each new Region that we're going to be adding. So, like, what are we going to do about that? They don't I don't add 100 I can Pokemon easily, anymore. Unfortunately, well, I can imagine that you know, with however many Pokemon they keep stacking with each new generation yeah. of games, it's going to become an impossible workload for them, especially if they have to keep spitting out new games each year. And like, feasible. Like, realistically, that's not going to be feasible in the future. And them cutting back on things now. It's not necessarily, like, I want to say it's a smart decision, but at the same time, I have some conflicts about that because, I mean, with what we've seen of the leaks and such like that, we could technically have all those Pokemon in the game, but then comes another question like balancing how are you going to be able to introduce new pokemon into the series that are going to be competitively viable without drowning mm-hmm. out all of the older generations of pokemon that have already been in the games like gen 5 was a big example of like this power creep that had been going on where you couldn't yeah. use any of the old pokemon because they were just too damn weak and it's not except fun. for Mewtwo.
0: to you well, yeah, Mewtwo. You-
2: but I mean, like, but even Mewtwo. <laughs> well, I Mewtwo mean, even even the old Mega Pokemon
0: League. got updated in Gen Five, right? So the ones who did stay got significant. Most Pokemon get a significant upgrade just based on the rules changes. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. So uh, the only reason why I know about the competitive scene is I've been watching some YouTube series about, and I, I mentioned it. What you know, the competitive viability of a Pokemon through the history of it being in the, in the series. And, and I've seen like Mewtwo, Metacross, uh, Beedrill, which Beedrill was never competitive. Don't, don't try <laughs> But, um,
1: I mean, they made a mega you, Beedrill you, eventually.
0: Mega Beedrill, so good. Mega Beedrill, Mega Beedrill still was tr- like, it got maybe used in like the mid to lower tiers for a little while. And then it fell out again because, uh, yeah, poor Beedrill is just, like, he just has bad stats. Like, <laughs> like he has just bad base stats. And then, like, they gave him a super good attack and speed, but you need more than that. You need to survive. That's yeah, kind of uh, like, worry. <laughs>
1: what, what does it matter if they have 100, if they have an extra 500 on top of the 500 Pokemon they already have for balance? Because, like you're saying, there's just crap Pokemon. They just never work for, for competitive things. So it's, it's it yeah, becomes I, arbitrary yeah, I don't to know. me.
0: No, I, I think it's been arbitrary for a long time, right? Like, so, like, <laughs> this is where, um, you know, I'll get a little bit into my current experience with playing the game and and sort of, like, end cap this issue that we're talking about so many Pokemon. is like, I got bored of Pokemon in Gen 3. And I talked about that. That's kind of where I fell off. Um, in I got sort of interested again in black and white. And I don't really know why, but... Um, I have had friends from college, my brother, you know, all these people who have always been into Pokemon. And I've always been kind of, like, on the fringe of liking it. You know, and I'll come and play, and I'll beat the Elite Four, and I'll be done. And I'll come and play, and I'll beat the Elite Four, and I'll be done. But it felt boring, right? I don't care about, like, okay, cool, there's some new, cool new Pokemon, but it never grabs me, right? Because it's the same game, right? It's the same game every time. They add right. these time. Tiny little things, and I don't care. Like I don't care if and they we take have the them national out. Decks. The good ones, and then, the bad yeah. ones. They take them all out. And they change it up, and I just didn't want to keep up. I didn't want to keep up. And I'm not saying the fact that National decks is gone is a good thing or a bad thing. I just I don't care. Right? There's just it's. I've been so out of the loop for so long, but what revitalized the series for me in X and Y, uh, black and white, and and so on, is I started role playing. And I mean actual, not just like, hey, I, we're in an RPG and I'm role playing as a 10 year old Pokemon trainer. No, I literally said, you know, like my uh, Bug Trainer Cham is what I started playing as. And by the way, Cham is my nickname in real life, but it's OK if people know that. But like um, so like Bug Trainer Cham started in uh, black and white and I only used bug Pokemon. And then, like, I would roleplay as the bug trainer. And I would, like, have, like, three Weedles because it was hilarious to me. And, like, that kind of stuff. And that's how I started having fun with it. So, that's kind of what I'm doing for this game. I haven't got enough bug Pokemon. In fact, I only have two. uh, And I just sort of have, like, random junk Pokemon just to fill out the six right now. Um, But I will be catching more bugs. And that Shed Ninja that popped up before the podcast started i'm going to catch because it can't kill me because all it knows is false swipe and i will wheedle that thing down one one damage at a time if i have to <laughs> <laughs> just use um,
2: a nuzzle just paralyze it and then just keep throwing pokeballs until you finally i don't catch
0: it. i don't i don't have nuzzle i don't have anything i, I my my best pokemon is a grubber right now um I don't know if it were Grubber or Grubble. I don't know. See, I don't know Pokemon names. All I know is it's a bug type that has, like, a vice grip attack. And, yeah, it's it's pretty good, so in my it,
1: opinion. But like, it sounds like we're all sort of winding up on the same place with the Pokemon series as a whole. Um, yeah,
2: it, It's basically the same game over and over and over again. I don't think anybody can lie about that. I mean, it, it's been like that since, yeah. <laughs> since anybody's and it's, recognized it. I think.
0: Right, and it, it always does these small things to try to liven it up or freshen it up. Of course, you know, adding new Pokemon is part of that, but also, you know, like, you know, the stuff we don't care about, like make your Pokemon giant or give it Z-moves or Mega Evolutions, I Mega Evolutions I think was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it's not that much different from, like, I don't know, all the sports games that get a roster update every year. People care right. about that. That play those games, they do. It's obvious. They're still like the best-selling games. Sometimes um, Call of Duty. Uh, you know, I'm a person that enjoys Call of Duty. It has minor changes between games. They're changes, but they're you know in the large, grand scale pretty minor. Um, like you know that goes back to that. You know, do we stay and how much do we change and that kind of stuff. But I just like. I am actually really enjoying and it's I'm very early in the game get that don't get me wrong and there's also the fact that my brother and I are playing this one like actually together we haven't done that in years right we haven't done that since Red and Blue where we actually play it at the same time together like that's been kind of exciting Uh, there's another person I'm playing along with also it's funny because they both have yeah the other the other person and my brother have sword and I have shield so I'm like I'm going to make all the trades. But <laughs> 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 um but you know like it's more exciting uh, for me socially because of you know other people playing it's exciting cuz I'm doing the bug trainer thing again and you know like I, I like doing that I like role playing and that kind of stuff. I got my ass kicked by a Rosalina by the way. Almost wiped my whole party. <laughs> oh my god.
1: That's great. Yeah. It,
2: You'd think that you'd yeah. have type advantage. Oh, wait. Don't use poison moves against it. That won't... Ha- wait. Oh, shoot. I don't yeah, have Bug poison. is neutral as well. Oh, my God. I forgot type advantages don't work when it's a poison type as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it was rough. I had to run. I was down to one Pokemon with one health, and I ran. And it was... Or, or, or in red. I wouldn't say one. It was in red. Uh, I barely survived. And then I set up Poke Camp... And I was amazed. I get to cook for my Pokemon. And I don't know if this is enough of a change to say, hey, buy Pokemon Sword and Shield, but my goodness, I was giggling with joy.
2: <laughs> yeah, being able to like throw a ball for your monster or like getting a little tickle feather thing, whatever, wand thing waving it in their no, no, face no. and playing around with them.
0: Like I don't care about that. I care about the fact that I was cooking berries on a mini game to make like Curry! Iron Chef yeah, I made spicy curry, which I would never eat. I hate curry, but like, <laughs> I love curry. How dare you? It's so good on a bed of rice. Sorry for having different tastes. I guess. <laughs> I was I was going to invite you to Indian food, and now I take it back. I mean, that's okay. They they serve other thing I like, like uh, rice and bread, and bread and. Yeah. You probably like <laughs> buttered
2: chicken. I I feel like you'd like the buttered chicken for sure.
0: No, I hate buttered chicken. I tried oh that my... once. It was gross. No. Oh man, I have never tasted chicken so gross. <laughs> oh no. Um I don't like butter that much though, so yeah. the I don't even know if it is butter on the buttered chicken. I I just I don't know. I should um, hope.
2: We better not get another lie, otherwise people will be but, like, oh no.
1: For for viewers, Fortuan, uh lives in the in the capital of American uh Indian style butter chicken.
0: No. I live in southern Ohio. <laughs> the Apex. <of> hey, <laughs> and that happened when I was in a city and it had a little bit more of an Indian scene. Actually we had like four Indian restaurants in my area when I lived there. So there's something. <laughs> but yeah. uh um like, I don't know. The cooking game kind of like, oh, this is so cool. And it like actually levels up your Pokemon too. So it's like, it was like, oh, okay. I mean, you have to find berries to do it. Um, so like there's enough there that I was like, okay, this is cool. I like it. And the overall Pokemon, I didn't play um, the Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. They have overall Pokemon too, right? Where you run into them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. so So like... That's kind of cool. Like, there's small changes that it's like, okay, I'm excited again. Um, But in the end, the battle system is the main part of what you're going to be doing. And that's the same. (laughs) So, yeah, but there's a lot of other factors as to why I was excited about, you know, Sword and Shield. And I don't know. I've enjoyed it so far. I'm not very far, I haven't got my first gym, and I haven't even got a full bug party going, so working on that, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see from there. Yeah. Um, and the- you said you had watched some streams, Borg? And I've like, actually, How far have you seen?
2: I've seen actually quite a lot of streams. I've already seen um, some people already beating the first gym. They've already got, like, second okay. stage evolutions for a lot of their Pokemon, and actually they look pretty darn good, um, I've seen people like go and like customize their character by giving them new hair, they can buy new clothes, you can get um uh, your eye cha- your eye colors changed with like ki- features that were in X and Y but um there's there's also a little bit more to it than that as well like there are sure. there are raids where you can fight uh Gigantamax Pokemon where you and like four other players can go in there on a raid to like mm-hmm. beat down on a monster and Um, get items and extra points and stuff like that in order to be able to go around and purchase TMs and stuff like that. And it's really weird because there are like these stations where there are these wells with Pokemon that are inside them that come out and then they're already like Gigantamax or whatever and then you just have to fight them and then you get extra experience, rewards, and whatever. Um, There's like uh, candies apparently that you can get, kind of like what they had in uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee um, like, um, I think uh, they were like um, experience so candies. So like the Pokemon like Go
0: candy? Oh, yeah, okay.
2: they have the, uh, those kinds of features implemented into it as well. I think there are also, they've mentioned uh, candies that may be able to change uh, the nature of your Pokemon. I've, I've, I'm i just speculating, but I mean, I remembered people talking about that. It may be a feature that comes in later in the game when people play a little bit more of it.
0: Um, So that is a feature I've never interacted with, was the... Uh... The sort of like natures, and there's two things, right? There's mm-hmm. nature, and then there's what is the other thing?
2: Um, there is nature, and then there are like the um, there are indicators, um, uh, to, sh- to tell like uh, what kind of strengths uh, your Pokemon have, like what their uh, what their IVs are. So that would be like um, the caps of I know of, you're yeah. talking
0: about sturdy is one of them, right? I don't... Um,
2: yeah, yeah, like um, okay, cer- certain natures will determine like which stats grow. Uh, faster than Mm -hmm. others but then on top of that there will also be other like indicators that will tell you um, what the maximum potential of that Pokemon is going to be like whether it's actually going to like the maximum attack value within that species or not
0: um oh, okay so yeah, but, See, this, yeah these are all in-depth systems that i never got into especially like the ev points and that kind of stuff like, yeah I just yeah care. the whole effort like, value
2: system where you train up your pokemon and depending upon what they fight that that'll determine which stats grow faster than others on top of the nature and then um, yeah the ivs to tell you whether or not you actually have even a good pokemon at all or not um those those I so, think were features. i've heard
0: that lax is awful
2: yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, like if, if they sleep a lot or if they get really hungry, I think that's an indication of uh that stat being like uh their HP having a really high value. But um I mean, like this oh, was okay. This, I think this goes as far back as like Gen 3 when they in, when they yeah. um uh I think it was uh, Gen 2 when they when all the Pokémon just had like flat stats where it that was just as good as they got like it didn't matter which ones you caught that was just how they were but um mm-hmm. uh with, when gen 3 came around that's when they started introducing um natures evs and ivs and then that's when people started to realize oh crap well i've actually got to strategize and
0: um you find the fight, right yeah. type of pokemon is the right thing yeah catch the yeah. right
2: pokemon with the right nature and hopefully it has really good ivs and then i've got to go and grind fighting the same monster over and over again so in that way See, that, that, that monster awful. will give me the right <laughs> stats to grow that and sounds, i'm like I,
0: no like gen 3
2: and gen 4 were so bad for that Um, Gen 5 introduced a thing where you could get, like, your own, like, little place where you could, like, go to a gym, and then you could, you could grow specific stats for your Pokemon, so in that Mm -hmm. way they would become more powerful based off of the stats that you wanted them to develop in. For example, if I wanted my Crobat to hit a little bit harder, I would just go to a gym and then have it, like, um, build up its attack power or whatever. I can't remember what the places were called, but, I mean, it was kind of like a hideout where you could, like, customize and you could build your own, like... Uh, place and whatever, and then, like, you get really neat features and stuff like that. But um, then Gen 6 came around with, I think it was um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, when they specifically set it up so that way you could more easily breed your Pokemon to get better IVs and better natures and then... um,
0: So, yeah, they've basically been iterating on this hidden stat system... Mm-hmm. and you know it's still it's definitely still there because you can just look at the pokemon and see you know whatever these things are it's lax or i think i got one that was ornery or something like that mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, or mischievous there you go mischievous, it's mischievous
2: mischievous is really good i like that one
0: it was mischievous sturdy is is the is the one i got and it's this purple bug thing i got and it's like one of the early bugs mm-hmm. but um so yeah okay Cool. Um, that's that's <clears throat> the problem,
1: though. It's still just a waste of my time. Like even if they added <laughs> added ways, like that mini game you can do over and over and over in X and Y or something in black and white, it's yeah. like add a switch that lets you change your nature and also like change your focus of your effort values or erase well, them they... or the invi- individual values. Which why do they even exist? Just RNG bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a double grinding system on top of the experience that you have to grind already for every single Pokemon in a game with hundreds. Yeah, that's why
0: I would never play competitively, because I just don't care enough to do that. You know what I mean? Some people like that, though. Mm -hmm. As far from what I understand, some people like that that depth that you can go. But I agree with you. Some people like murder and
1: they're called serial killers.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a bit of a leap. But okay. I'm just um, saying it's not about, a very good argument. So uh speaking about murderers, how is Jedi Following Order?
1: Um Oh man.
0: I'm doing a dance for that for that transition.
1: Murderers? I don't anyway. <laughs> I uh, did hear
2: that you loved it a lot.
1: Yeah, follow order is um it's it's so far. I've played up through the first, the homeworld of. I guess it's just called Zepho. Um, okay. I've played up through like the the temple on that, and it's so far it is just what I've been looking for for so long in a game. Um, it's like a, it feels like a true successor to Metroid Prime, in the Metroidvania aspects that it has, and also just man, the polish of this game is insane. Like. Um, it's a, it's like a melee action game, and there, there's only one weapon. It's a lightsaber, of course, uh, but there's a lot of nuance you can you can work with it um, to accomplish. Like even in like traversal, and like there's real dark areas, and you'll hold up the mm-hmm. lightsaber. And they talk about this in the marketing, but it's actually like a, like a cool diegetic thing. Uh, you hold up your lightsaber; that... it's like a flashlight.
0: So as opposed to Pokemon, it's actually cool, and they just do what they say. <laughs>
1: Oh snap! Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's also the block. So like, there's a perfect, there's a parry system. Oh, okay. So it's like last minute blocks mm-hmm. um, will like counter now, an enemy, and that's how you reflect uh, blaster bolts towards stormtroopers. So,
0: let just real quick, what are you playing this on again? Uh, PS4. PS4. Okay, and it's EA making this, right? Uh
1: huh. Well, no, really? it's, it's Respawn. They've... It's the one that made Cause they, cause um, Apex Legends. They've royally
0: fucked up for decades on on Star Wars recently. EA okay. making a
2: decent Star Wars game. Well, EA's not a
1: developer, <gasps> but...
0: I mean, but they've, you know, meddled enough to, to really ruin a lot of things. EE e. battle, you know, i.e. Battlefront, whatever, too. Yeah, they There's they a... jerked
1: Visceral around for a bit, and they, a thing never saw the light of day, but... Um... Yeah, this continue, game sorry. It's just it's just so polished. It reminds me of like Yeah. and like Uncharted 4 and how it was like current gen graphics um and just like a really smooth polished experience that's just like really replayable.
0: But still kind of blew you away either way. Say that again? So but even though it was like current gen and it wasn't like anything you didn't expect it, right? It looked better than what you expected is basically is what you're saying.
1: Uh, well, not necessarily graphically, but the gameplay and the levels in um, sure. Fallen Order are really impressive. Uh, just this, the intro of the game and how like the first like story mission is—you're just on this like hollow train or hover train, and this the mm-hmm. mi- environment is just whirring past you like in a blur, and you have this whole like action sequence, like reminiscent of Uncharted Two, even. Where the, the train mm-hmm. starts falling off the tracks, and you have to climb back up it. You have to fight people the Yeah, and that was train. a pretty
0: memorable moment from the series, too. Um, I played 1, 2, and 3, and the train scene is one of my favorites.
1: And that's just them flexing. That's just the intro to this game. And it, and it yeah, and it's so much better than Uncharted 2, because you don't have the stupid bulky enemies that are bullet sponges. And the terrible combat of all the Uncharted games, or the trilogy at least.
2: Yeah, the Uncharted mm. games are pretty bad for their combat system. Like,
0: <laughs> uh, it was kind of fun to sort of do... I liked when you got into melee combat and that sort of janky fighting you would do. Oh my, that was kind of fun. God. But like the shooting was terrible. Yes, the
2: shooting is the worst. Like the handgun is the best weapon in the game, unless you have go. the rocket launcher. The rocket launcher like just guarantees a kill. Whereas if you're going there with an assault rifle, you're just like half your bullets are going into the walls and like whatever hits them, Burst they fire. soak it up and then like they fall over and then they get back up and you're getting and you're like, the fuck? Why are you not dead yet? Like, come on! I unloaded the entire clip on you and you're still not dead and you're like, oh my god! Pull out the can handgun, when... bang bang, dead. Two bullets and you're like, wow, that was easier. I'm just gonna stick with the handgun
0: from now on. <laughs> so. Okay, better better train scene. Let's get- yeah, Naughty Dog got oh. better
1: at um, combat over time. Um, mm-hmm. So like, just the story of this, I won't go too much into it. But I was really impressed sure. with um, the characterization. Like the intro of the game, you're working on uh, Bracca, which is sort of this like desolate Coruscant-like planet. That's like a scrapyard for the old um, Clone Wars Imperial sh- or
0: oh, okay. Republic ship, a trash mm-hmm. planet.
1: And like, there's all these like really cool like, I'm sure Star Wars people are just geeking out over this stuff. Um, I'm not super a super fanboy, but I like Star Wars. Um,
0: episode nine. All right. Go yeah, ahead.
1: you see, you see like visions <laughs> of like um like a uh, the the ship from Episode one, the Trade Republic ship that Anakin blows up. Yeah. Um, being like lower down to the planet to the into the scrapyard, and, like all this like um cool like setting stuff. Um, yeah. And you're introduced to uh, Prof, uh, who's this, um, your friend on this planet. Um, you, the uh, undiscernible sort of white guy protagonist. <laughs> um, like, I, I just, the story's really well executed, and even though I'm making fun of the male lead for being very typical, um, they, he's played really well because he's a Jedi in hiding, right? And you actually see, yeah. like, like, when he's, um, when he's trying to, like, meditate for, like, the level-up things, uh, mm-hmm. he's actually, like, just, like, he, like, sharp slip, sharply intakes a breath, and he's, like, just, like, tenses. Um, and you can tell that he's, like, someone who's, like, really stressed out. He's someone who's, like, undergone trauma and is still, like, suffering the effects of that. I thought that was, like, a really well-done, like, subtle way to um, deal with that. Because the story is very bleak. It's set between, of course... Uh, order 66 and the new stuff or i mean yeah the eight, the 70s stuff even
0: just like uh force unleashed was
1: uh yes but there's a very there's much more nuance here than, than what's going on with the force unleashed um, i found until, yeah.
0: i, I, I actually found- i didn't play the games i read the novelizations and they actually were pretty decent
2: i have found and i shall quote from haru here in discord ah it's so good it's like metroid prime uncharted and dark souls with real difficulty options and puzzles a triple a game with puzzles imagine that now
0: um, yeah when you say when you say there's real difficulty except for options. all the zeldas come on
2: <laughs> but yeah um when you, Dude, when those you were say years that are, ago when you say that there are real difficulty options, um, uh, what do you mean by shrines. that exactly? Like, <laughs> like are there like changes to the difficulty settings, or does it like yeah. have like a gradual increase, like not like a sharp spike, but like a steady increase in the de- in the difficulty that makes it a worthwhile game?
1: Well, it's it's a pretty difficult game. It's like a very um, very in the game vein of Dark Souls. The enemy types, uh, which I'll get to, are are very um, challenging and they t- attack fast and hit hard. Um, there, there's, like, very unrelenting if you don't know the parry and dodge mechanics. Um, but the difficulty sure. settings, it's, its you know, easy, normal, hard, super hard. Um, and, and they actually give you bars. It's like, um, how they change, how they lower the window for, um, your, your perfect parry or perfect, yeah, perfect parry, um, and how they increase the, the uh, enemy aggressiveness and the enemy damage. I'm just huh. playing the game on normal, um... So and it's it's balanced uh, pretty well. That normal's not normal's challenging, but it's not like super, like annihilation mode. Um, but the actual levels you get to these different planets, very much like Metroid Prime Three Corruption, and mm-hmm. you start like traversing them, uh, like Metroidvania. The first one is um, oh I don't know. It's it's like a chartreuse colored world. I forget the name of the planet, and it's like this, um, ancient, ancient, like, ruin. And it looks very much like a destiny planet, and that there's all these, like, like sharp edges, like, very rectilinear, um, like edges to the, to the chunks of land. But you actually learn, um, later on when you're reading the, like, Metroid Prime, you can scan, and you can scan this fish, um, and it tells you that this fish, uh, it's mirroring the real world ecology on, um, uh, dead zones in uh, aquatic ecosystems. So this fish eats algae. Mm-hmm. Once it eats all the algae, it overpopulates and it dies, and it, and it uh, lingers in the water. And in real life, at least, uh, uh, detritivores will chew up the fish in a, in a process that uh, of consumption that consumes oxygen as well, um, which deoxygenates the water, which creates a further die-off situation which acidifies the water, and in this game, they, they say it created these pools of acidic water that ate through the land and created these all these stark cliffs. And that was such a cool, hmm. like, um, like uh, explanation, I thought, for these environments.
2: That is huh. actually really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: And, it, and it, they're pulling from real-world biology, too, so it very much fits the sort of sci-fi, um, like, yeah. realism setting of Star Wars. The
0: sort of, like, home-but-alien alien inspiration from home ideas
1: um alien yeah environments in our own world i mean that's the be- i mean like it's it's writing right learn, learn things to be yeah. able to write things better um but yeah the, and um
0: like chandelier pokemon <laughs>
1: I I don't have so any I'm problem with Chandelure. <laughs> this is not. Uh, I don't know why I feel attacked. I know
0: I'm making fun of people who I'm making fun of people who, who do because th- like that I remember like because I was part of that because I never knew what Chandelier was. I was just like, oh yeah, that's dumb. Why would I make a Chandelure? That's stupid. It's just chandelier. It's amazing, but um, <laughs> well, I mean, so... like
2: I won't lie. I mean making a making a creature out of you know something that was a uh, a light fixture. That's that's interesting. I
0: won't lie. Yeah. Anyways, continue horror. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so,
1: you, you go to, the, to these levels, and they have, like, sort of gate points. And, oh, the map system is, like, exactly Metroid Prime. It's that 3D sort of, like, hologram. But they improved it, so you can mm-hmm. actually, like, toggle between different layers of the environment and highlight different rooms. So it's actually, like, okay. less vague than the Metroid Prime maps at times Or Okay, that's good. That's really um. Weird. Yeah, the UI yeah. is like there's like a codex like Mass Effect for all the lore. It's it's really good. Um,
0: See, my problem with the Metroid Prime um, series is the is the fact that I just didn't finish it. I beat all of one, and I get halfway through two, and I lose interest. <laughs> that I never play three. Two's the hardest oh, no, I know game. Good game. Yeah. And I just like I always want to play them in order. And I beat one, and I'm so enthusiastic. And I get into two, and I'm just not as enthusiastic as I was. Of which titles of uh, games? Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime. Oh, those, yeah, yeah, they're good. I actually own them twice. <laughs> I own, uh, I own them on. Uh, they did a remaster on Wii, and then I bought it again when they released re-released it on Wii U, and uh, yeah.
1: So um, just. To, to quickly finish up here, the, the force powers you unlock unlock different paths, and you can actually see which paths you unlock in, like, a red and green light. Like, the red is, like, Metroidvania, like, you don't have the item for this yet, and green is, like, you can access this with items you have right now. As, maybe this is me being, uh, like, a Zelda or Metroid curmudgeon, but I don't think I like that, um, because, I don't know, part of the wonder of those games is, like, exploring the past environments and, like, looking out for, like, revisiting mm-hmm. them with new things, not just like a checklist of like things you go to, bing 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 bing, you're done. But I mean, fine. That people have time constraints. I, I
0: don't think you have a. Uh, I think you just you're you're. The way I see your Zelda and Metroid opinions are, um, you have a very unique opinion for both those series that you seem to love very well, which I think is cool, right? So like. Cause that that doesn't mean you just like it because it had, that's how everyone else likes it. People adore Zelda, right? But you're like you're the only person I know that that likes Zelda a lot, but your favorite is Twilight Princess. Like that is astounding <laughs> to a lot of people. Are you know what I mean? It's I like, mean, there's hey, a lot oh, of people Majora's who mask? like
1: Twilight Princess. Um...
0: Yeah, but most who would say are Zelda fans. I don't think would say that you
1: know what I mean? Well that's because of the internet you get sort of like a echo chamber effect and you get sort of like the true gamers oh, yeah. and like mid-30 people the, who play Princess. The, the
0: hive mind don't, don't remind me how much I hate that idea of like everyone dislikes it because everyone likes it right? Like uh, one of the things that I completely disagree with is the joke that the water temple is like the worst dungeon ever in Ocarina of Time yeah it's a little confusing at times I really don't like the spirit temple, it's the one I don't like
1: Um, so, so could I just get back to Fallen Order, um, just to finish up here? The actual force upgrades you get, um, uh, they're sort of diegetic in the sense that when you get wall running, you see this gecko that runs along the wall in these, like, windy tunnels on the, um, planet with the stark edges that I described. And, Mm -hmm. um, when you get, uh, the force push, it's in this, um, this ancient, uh, Uh, temple to the wind and this culture that called the force, the life wind. And the wind is sort of like, there's this analogy of like the wind pushing things. And then you get the, the force push power. Um, and I thought that was just really like cleverly done in a way that sort of suits the star Wars sort of like mythical force, like pseudo spiritualism. And, um, and it's just like really clever, like world building. Um, so yeah, like, oh yeah, and there's like a bunch of different enemies on each planet, like different creatures and different, like, a lot of Imperial enemy types. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably bring this up on the next podcast, because this game is nuts.
0: Okay. And I'll probably talk a little more about Pokemon, because I'm so early into it. <laughs> or I might get, I, get my, I might get, I don't know, I might get frustrated with it. <laughs> I get a little bit longer. I know uh, my brother, he's a little bit further than me, because he's had more time to play. And uh, he was just like, I cannot imagine. Because he's already filled up like a box and a half of different Pokemon. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's so overwhelming how many Pokemon you find. I'm like, what? Like, are they all new? He's like, no, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, the Pokedex has like, I think, 400
2: Pokemon in it right now. And that's quite a hefty amount. I mean... A good number of them. Like, even though not all my favorites didn't make it into it, like uh, <laughs> King, um, or Vitasaur, um, I, I can easily say that at least I'm happy that Tyranitar and Haxorus are going to be in the game. I mean, like, those were definitely my top favorites. Anything that's tall green and is very Godzilla-like in appearance, I'm going to like it a lot.
0: Hmm. I might agree. Although um, Haxorus okay. I'll, is I'll just... more like a Ga- Gigant, I think? Yeah, more like Gigant.
1: I just wanted to put something out there like being, I think, six hours into Fallen Order. If a game like Mm -hmm. keeps up, um, like as things stand now, uh, Fallen Order is looking like my game of the year, even including Iceborne.
0: Okay. And I was gonna... I was actually thinking about this uh, just earlier this week. Uh, I think in January, like one of the first weeks in January, I think we need to have a what are our top games of 2019. I think that needs to happen.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay, oh, that's yes. right. Because our mm-hmm. opinions are the right one, and the viewers have to listen to us because we're we're, we're better mm-hmm. because we have a platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Sarcasm. It's Mm-mm. sarcasm. That's
1: <laughs> like like what you like, everyone.
0: Uh... I was. That's why I was be like the hunters' hub, like. Top games and like we would talk about our top games and what we We're not trying to as a group say what the top games were. Right, but
1: people just like people need to know because like our opinions are important because they're ours and not theirs. Remember, kids, conformists
0: <laughs> are scrubs. <laughs> what? I don't understand why you have to be like bemoaning of what we do as a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just <laughs>
2: Find out that anti-conformity is the
0: new form of conformity because everybody conforms to anti-conformity. I think you're saying the word conform too much. Conform, just... conform, conform. Yeah. yeah. I, think,
1: I think that's already just called like uh, crin- cringe, like uh, anti-authority. Pretty much. Uh, yeah.
0: Wait, wait. That's a thing. Cringe, anti.
1: I mean, have you seen <laughs> human beings?
2: I am a victim of reverse racism here. Now, she'd be like, oh Oh my my god, God. what is this now?
1: Dude, I had a girl in, like, my high school speech and debate, like, one of the meets. I had a girl, like, perform an oratory about the real racism, reverse racism. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh... It's just
2: racism.
1: We must repeal affirmative action. Things aren't equal. (laughs) No shit. Things really (laughs) aren't equal if you're (laughs) black. (laughs)
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Can't we all just get along? I, uh, not, not to get political and stuff, but I saw a interesting uh, card game at Target the other day called Black Card. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, it was a card game about, like, black culture, I guess. And you were trying to say, like, hey, I get to use my black card here in this social situation. I, oh my I God! It was just a card game, like at Target. And I'm like,
1: that was that was an attempt to be relevant, involved. Oh.
0: I don't. It's, I think it's just called the black card, and I'm like, all right, who allowed that to pass? I now, I don't know, but they had a giant Cards Against Humanity section too in Target. <laughs> Target. So. Oh, man. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I was. Uh, I was. I was bumming around a Target because. Uh, and I say bumming around, we were literally just walking around looking because, like, uh, my 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 dad and my brother and I, we did a double feature movie. Uh, I yesterday. We went up to Columbus because our movie theater is piece of shit, as I talked about with Joker, <laughs> 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 Or it died in the middle of the movie, um, and then we had to go watch it again. But uh, we watched um, Terminator dark feet i like saying it like uh that disney princess because it's hilarious to me dark fate
1: um can you change your dark an, feet
0: can you change your feet <laughs> like, I was like like worst Starter i can't change my feet ever. stop saying that but anyways um uh and so we saw dark fate and then we saw a double tap afterwards would you in between those movies we just walked around target because it was we had like an hour to kill and it was just a target down the way so anyways yeah (laughs) all right um so is that it for star wars or do we have more to say no
1: no uh that's it for this episode episode one if you will
0: i i was about ready to sing the, the the theme but i don't know episode one theme Wait. Other wait, than uh, Duel we, of Fates, we have an end theme to our podcast. I mean, it's the same theme as the beginning. It's just the second part of it. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> Wolfie's tune. I was worried amazing. I was
2: going to have to like you know do some sort of like specific choreography or like you know sing along to like you know...
1: Yeah, there's an intricate now, dance choreography they... to our audio podcast. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I was like, explain know.
0: to me how the movement is relevant in the audio.
2: Behold the dance of joy.
1: We've been uh, doing it all this time, Morgan. Have uh, you not? Have you not
0: been uh, doing the dance? Uh, I'm to gonna doing? get yeah. up right
2: now. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm getting up right now. Okay. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, you didn't. You didn't do, do, do the dance.
2: Okay. <laughs> we're doing this. It's so, happening. uh.
0: uh Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening today to us uh, rant and then just be crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is Fort Juan. Uh You can catch me at Pod on Twitter. Um, I don't, I don't know what I've been doing on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter that much recently. I don't know why. Um, I'm still working on my Griffin Ecology. Still working on uh, some podcast stuff you know for the show and that's about it recently uh, might see me talk about pokemon i don't know um <laughs> but anyways uh i'll see you guys on the next quest and on that quest where will you be haro um i am at
1: canestead ground on twitter i've been getting a bit more active uh in recent days uh both politics and with games um well politics mm-hmm. climate change isn't really politics that's just anyway um
0: <laughs> well, it is, according to the pe- some people. According
1: to the people <laughs> who make money from lobbying Right. it. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, right. I'll probably have some thoughts on Fallen Order, um, as soon as I can oh, yeah. phrase them in a way that doesn't make them too spoilery and too... I don't want to ruin the game for people who are going to... You get
0: it. Okay, yeah, I'm actually interested in that game, and I didn't think anything of it until then so anyways um morg daddy where, do, where can we find you well you guys can always find me on twitter
2: i'm always going to be posting some uh, interesting videos uh, for i'm kind of looking at a lot of the stuff that i've been doing in gu and um, mm-hmm. sharing some of the the hunts that i've had with uh, vengeful torture and dagger and and you know uh, whoever would like to hunt with me on gu I'm, I'm just you know throwing out hey you know i keep saying i'm
0: down you just gotta let me know
2: I'll I'll let you know you know man and you'll get you'll get that uh, thing on Discord and well we're gonna be doing mm-hmm. some fun hunts for sure. Well, we'll unless I'm
0: playing it. Pokemon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to I'm buy joking. the game now. It actually does yeah. look good enough to buy. It, it, I I was a little skeptical about it, but you know what? I I think it actually might be worth buying.
0: Um, I I actually probably sold a copy to the person who we sold, who sold it to us at GameStop. <laughs> oh, no. They I were gotta, just like... I gotta get they, a digital they were, version. They, they were like, uh, you know, I just I thought about getting it. Because, you, know, you know, they do that sometimes, whether they got the game or not. Like, oh, yeah, it's really good. Because they're supposed to, right? This was talked to you about the game. Yeah. And I uh, was like, oh, I was thinking about picking it up, and so many people got it, and that kind of stuff. I was like, look, here's how you play Pokemon if you're tired of Pokemon. And she's like, okay. Role play. I'm going to be Bug Trainer Cham. I'm going to have nothing but a bug party. I don't care how much I die, but... If there, any team, almost any team, can get through the elite four with enough training. So you could at least do that. And she was like, "That's amazing. I might have to do that." I have converted another. Excellent. Speaking of
1: like Pokemon playstyles, <laughs> you anyway. probably have to adapt the Nuzlocke rules for the open world-ish areas, because that doesn't first area in the area might not carry you through the whole game.
0: Uh, actually, you, there you encounter enough in the first areas that aren't, so some of the areas aren't open, um, that you could do a nuzz lock before you even get to an open area. Um, but I'm no expert on that. Anyways, this is also the end of the podcast, so, <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys, uh, next quest. Later.